Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here and I'll- Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedalton Metal Radio Podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned band, uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! All right, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I am your host, Eddie Monster here, and it is episode 30. It's crazy. When I first started this podcast back in March... Obviously, the pandemic was happening, and I was pretty bored, and I knew that I couldn't go back to WBIM in Bridgewater uh, because of the lockdown and everything that was happening, so I needed something to do, and this podcast seemed like the best fit for something to do, you know, obviously in the meantime, and I'm pretty proud of where it's going and how it's been going. I mean, I've had tons and tons of unsigned bands on here and I'm very proud uh, bands coming from all over the United States Canada the world Mexico uh, we've had you know obviously a new segment called bands you should know and artists you know that are amazing that deserve the recognition bands like cloak uh, night demon you know obviously so many so many artists that we've had on the show that I'm feeling pretty proud uh the next obvious step is i'm trying to get um interviews for the show that's the next logical step that i want to take uh pedal to the metal radio the podcast obviously i would love to take it that far and hoping by the one year anniversary that we'll have something something special for all you guys out there uh but anyways it's episode 30 which is pretty crazy that we've made it this far but uh, we've got some business to go through, as usual. You guys all know, 30 episodes in. You should know this by now. Uh, obviously, if you want to follow the show, give us a like on Facebook. You can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. Again, facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. You can give me a like or actually you can follow me on Twitter. I think that's how it works on Twitter. Uh, at twitter.com forward slash Monster 82 you can follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And last but certainly not least, the blog page, Pedal to the Metal Radio Show dot blogspot dot com. Again, Pedal to the Metal Radio Show dot blogspot dot com. That is the place to go for all your links to be able to listen to the show, whether it be on Apple, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Spotify, wherever you may get your podcast needs. If we're on there, the link will be there. Uh, so anyways, it's episode 30. We've got a great episode for you guys. We've obviously got an unsigned band of the week this week. We also obviously have a band you should know artist. Plus, we've got some interesting news to talk about during the show. Uh, some issue with Ticketmaster that has been brought up that I want to cover. Because this is an important issue, obviously, in a world that is riddled with the pandemic uh, obviously, this is something to talk about. We'll be talking about that uh, in just a little bit. And, uh, of course, we have other other 
rock and metal news to talk about. And we have a new part that I'm going to go through, and it's the singles of the week. Obviously, a crap ton of singles were released this past week. Um, also, right now, I'm going to drop some news on you guys regarding the Monster House Records Club. Usually, I don't do this. I like to keep you know those a surprise so that every week when you discover what the next episode of Monster House Records Club is, you'll be pleasantly surprised. But uh, obviously, I couldn't hold this one back. I wasn't planning to do this record for the next episode, but listening to it made me realize how special this album is, especially for the fact that this is the bright side of 2020, in my opinion. And that's right. For this week's episode, we are covering ACDC's new record, Power Up. I'm telling you, it's it's a phenomenal record. So obviously I'm putting the original record that I was going to cover for this week's episode obviously on hold until next week. So stay tuned for that. Obviously Power Up coming up on Wednesday. That's when I release the new Monster House Records Club episodes every week. Uh, But anyways, let's get into the show. And I want to start the show off by covering the unsigned band of the week. And this one is a special one because the band is called Soul Runner. Uh, their drummer Max reached out to me, which was pretty awesome on on the Metal Public House site on Facebook. So I decided that they were going to be the band for this week. Soul Runner, obviously, a progressive metalcore band coming all the way from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So that's right, we're stamping our passports. We're heading up to Canada and we're checking out Soul Runner. And you can also do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Soul Runner Band. That's S O L Runner Band. Again, check them out. They're on Spotify. They're on YouTube. They're everywhere. And the song that I want to check out reminds me of the old days when bands were actually doing, you know, eight, seven, seven, eight, nine minute epics. And that is exactly what this band is doing right now. And we're going to check out their track. This is called Dark Hour. It's off their album, Controlled Randomness. And this is an eight-minute epic that does not disappoint you. So without further ado, here they are. This is Soul Runner. And this is Dark Hour on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Yeah, so break down 
right. Once again, Soul Runner right there with Dark Hour. Check them out. Facebook.com forward slash Soul Runner Band. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube. They are absolutely amazing. They're awesome. Anyways, it is time for Rock and Metal News. But before we get into Rock and Metal News, it's time to hear a word from our sponsors. It's time for Rock and Metal News, presented by Eddie Monster. Alright, so one of the biggest stories that I wanted to talk about on the show, obviously, is one that has to address with a certain issue that we haven't been able to do in all of 2020, and that is just the fact that we haven't been able to go to concerts. And, I mean, it sucks. I know for a lot of you, it really, really sucks out there, Uh, especially for bands. I mean, if this is their way of making money, this has been a terrible year. Of course, bands have been trying their best, releasing new music or doing collaborations with other artists, you know, stuff like that. You've seen it. But, of course, this next story begs the question of how desperate are you really to go to a concert, right? Ultimately, I think a lot of us are foaming at the at the mouth to be able to go to a concert. I mean, we're, a lot of us are just dying to see one. Anyone, doesn't even matter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, there's this new policy. So it was released early in the week by Billboard, the story that Ticketmaster and Live Nation um, were going to force fans to either get vaccinated or 72 hours before a concert, you had to prove that you were tested for COVID and that you came up negative and that it was going to be connected through an app through Ticketmaster's website, which would then, once you you know clear it and, it and it's proven through that app, then you would be allowed to go to the show. Now, no word was ever given if you didn't pass or if you didn't take it on time. Obviously, you weren't going to be let in, but there was no word on refunds. Nothing of that nature. And that's just one of the many, many, many things that Ticketmaster was planning on doing, according to Billboard. Well, Ticketmaster, obviously, they got a huge backlash, obviously, after, you know, that story. And Ticketmaster's claiming that the story is widely misreported. That is what Ticketmaster is saying. Um, Here's what they had to say. It was widely misreported yesterday that Ticketmaster will be requiring vaccine status test results for future events. This is not true. Ticketmaster does not have the power to set policies around safety entry requirements, which would include vaccines and or testing protocols. That is up to the discretion of the event organizer. We are indeed exploring these options, but it is still only a potential concept. And Ticketmaster will not be able to require such parameters. It would always be up to the event organizer. So there you go. So Ticketmaster is basically saying we can't force you to do it. The event organizers can. They can set the rules on what they want. But Ticketmaster themselves cannot. But Ticketmaster is working on something. And right there, they're, you know, that's their claim. But you know, the real question is, you know, would you do it? Would you get vaccinated just to be able to go to a concert? 
or would you battle your doctor's office, right? Because, you know, I got COVID tested earlier in like last month and that was a battle, you know. I had to explain the fact of how old my parents were and then they finally allowed me to go and get tested. So we know the hurdles you have to go through just to get tested. Imagine calling your doctor's office and being like, well, listen, I need to get COVID tested. Otherwise, I can't go to this concert. And it's a really, really important concert that I spent hundreds of dollars on. And your doctor's going to be like, well, do you display any symptoms? So on and so forth. So obviously, you know, there's, there's hurdles that are gonna you're going to have to go through. And we know this system's not perfect. Maybe you can go and go to a, a minute clinic or something like that and get that rapid test. Maybe that works. But then I think that one you have to pay out of your pocket. I'm not absolutely positive on that, so don't quote me on that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I want to go to concerts just as much as the next guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would love to. So I'm probably – if the vaccine proves to be something that works, then yeah, maybe I'll go and do that. Or maybe I'll just go and get tested for COVID 72 hours before my show and link it. That would be very, very cool. Um, another story, this one's actually interesting. This story caught me by surprise because Paige, the former WWE uh, women's champion, the, the former WWE superstar, uh, posted on her Instagram page this very interesting story. Apparently, a stalker had been sending, you know, random things to her house, where her and her boyfriend, falling in reverse, frontman Ronnie Radke live. And apparently, he came to visit, and he knocked on the door, and Ronnie Radke apparently took his ass down. And held his ass down until the uh, police actually showed up. So that's pretty badass. And here's what you know, Paige posted on on Twitter. She said, "Scariest thing ever." He told us symbols led him to us, but Ronnie got him in a hold until police got there. What the fuck is wrong with people? Thank God Ronnie is around to protect our house. Jesus. Uh, and that's coming from a post that Ronnie originally posted, saying a stalker had the audacity. To come to my door, got his ass handed to him until police arrived and saved the day. I will fucking kill you. Please don't make me kill you. And to that, I salute Ronnie Radke. You are an absolute badass who saved the day. Thank God for Ronnie Radke right there. That's some scary shit. Let me tell you. Like to have a, a stalker come to your house and all of a sudden say crazy ass shit like that. Yeah. This. There's two types of responses, you know, this is sink or swim. And that's that's what you do. You either sink or swim. You either like your fall victim and you sink or you swim and you beat his ass and hold him until the cops get there like Ronnie Radke did. So thank God for Ronnie. There's a story on, on Marilyn Manson that I don't really want to comment on because I don't really know the full extent of the whole story. And I don't like to speculate on certain things um especially when all the details are not out there like we're right now we're just hearing you know details from one side and details from another side and it's kind of confusing um in a way but 
obviously Evan Rachel Wood dated Marilyn Manson when she was 18. Now she recounts some story. Uh, she was trying to get a bill passed in California called the Phoenix Act. And she apparently told a story of, of abuse that she had suffered when she was 18. And recently, you know, a website tried to claim that, oh, I should say Metal Hammer magazine tried to question Manson on the subject saying, you know, referring to the spin article and all these other things. Manson basically walked out on the interview and said, I'm done. Um, you know, his PR team reached out to Metal Hammer. Apparently, they didn't want to answer any questions, but they released a statement. I'm only going to read part of the statement. And here's how it reads. It says, personal testimony is just that. And we think it's inappropriate to comment on that. You then go on to talk about Manson being accused of terrible things by unnamed critics, but offer no guidance on who these critics are and what these things are, so it's not possible to comment. You then mention Mickey Rourke. It is my understanding that Evan Rachel Wood dated multiple people around the time she was dating Manson. Basic internet research will give you a host of other names that have not come up in any of our discussions. Your next couple of points deal with comments Manson made in Spin Magazine in 2009. Your confusion around the timeline of this is extremely worrying. Uh, editors note there's no confusion around this timeline. According, that's according to Mel Injection. But to continue, the comments in Spin where Manson had a fantasy of using a sledgehammer on Evan and he cut himself 158 times was obviously a theatrical rock star interview promoting a new record and not a factual account. The fact that Evan and Manson got engaged six months after this interview would indicate that no one took this story literally. And it goes on and on and on. It goes on and on and on. So, yeah, I don't know what to comment on this or how far. I think we're still waiting for Evan Rachel Wood to comment. I mean, obviously she has in the past where she spoke positively about her relationship with Manson. But again, we're still waiting um, for her to talk about that. But obviously, if you listen to the last episode of Monster House Records Club, I covered a song called Perfume by Manson that's off his new record. And obviously, this song has raised a lot of questions as to what he's talking about. And I remember I talked about it. I said, so you wear your damage on your sleeve because victim is chic. You're as famous as your pain, right? I talked about it and I said it. Who is it referring to? Is it referring to Rose McGowan in the Me Too movement? Is it referring to Evan Rachel Wood and these accusations? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Listen to Monster House Records Club, Episode 5. It's the Marilyn Manson record, We Are Chaos. Obviously, you'll hear my comments on that song, Perfume. Very, very telling. Obvious, uh, you know. To get back onto a more positive note, I want to congratulate System of a Down. This is huge. Uh, as you guys all know, things have been... Not so great in the system of a down camp. Obviously, everybody being on different creative pages, stuff like that. But the band came together and they released two brand new songs to raise awareness on the attacks on, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Artsakh and Armenia. Um, and the singles are available on Bandcamp. 
which are donated to the Armenian Fund, and the band raised $600,000, maybe even more at this point. Uh, But here's what the band said. We are overwhelmed with gratitude for your incredible support of our campaign, for the people of Artsakh, and for helping us raise over $600,000 so far in donations to provide for those in dire need via the Armenia Fund. Because of you, you will be able to help displace civilians, young and old, who are affected by the hideous war crimes inflicted upon Artsakh by, I can't say the name, Azbezhajan and Turkey. Maybe I'll learn I'll learn that later on. Uh, but the band continues and says, Please take a few minutes to watch our full interview to get a more intimate look and understanding into why we came together to release Protect the Land and Genocidal Humanoids. To the four of us, it's extremely important to share these truths with you. It's for our ancestors, our culture, and our nation. Help us spread the message. So I will post this article as well on the blog page so you guys can check it out but congratulations to system of a down seriously for raising six hundred thousand dollars that is amazing and it's amazing that the band came together for something greater than themselves because this is what it's all about man sometimes you've got to come together for for something greater than yourselves and obviously they did because they're 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 from armenia that their ancestry is from armenia it's very important for them to raise awareness to help protect their ancestors. And I congratulate them on that. That's badass right there. One quick note before we move on. If you can find it, it's pretty badass. You got to check out Mastodon Live at the Adult Swim Fest. It is pretty cool. They're 25 minutes set. Uh, they're like in black light paint all over themselves. The way the thing is set up is great. They play some amazing, amazing tracks. In those 25 minutes check it out it's badass just look for it uh, mastodon live at adult swim fest 2020 badass everybody knows i love the deftones it's pretty pretty well known um although i'm not going to comment on this on this next story i i don't get it i don't get it but stephen carpenter apparently is a flat earther right he says if you believe the earth is round you're in a cult even though there's there's evidence there's photography. There's there's all sorts of shit that's out there. Uh, but anyways, just keep smoking the reefer, Stephen. Keep making great music, and let's just stick to that. That is going to do it for the rock and metal news for this week. Obviously, we're going to talk about more stuff coming up in the show. Uh, but right now, it's time to get into the artists you should know. This is a great, great segment, and we have a good one for you guys this week. The band that I chose for this week's Bands You Should Know Artist is one that I'm trying to remember how I even discovered them. I think I was just scrolling through uh, Spotify looking for artists to listen to, and all of a sudden they came up on as a suggestion, and I loved the name, Chained to the Dead. I was just like, holy shit, I got to check these guys out, right? Pretty badass. Very badass. Weird, multi-influenced death metal band from northern New Jersey, Chained to the Dead, just absolutely badass. I reached out to uh, their label, which is uh, Horror, Pain, Gore, Death Productions. Pretty badass name as well for, for a record company. But anyways, they were gracious. They, they are awesome. This is the reason why we have Chained to the Dead on the show. And we will have many, many, many more uh, of their artists coming up on the show as well. 
we're making strides here. But anyways, if you want to follow Chain to the Dead, you can do so go by, by going to chaintothedead.bandcamp.com. That is where you can check out their album, A Gruesome Encounter. You can check out any tracks from that and previous releases as well from Chain to the Dead. You can also give them a like on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash Chained to the Dead. Check them out. Badass band. And the track that we are checking out comes off of A Gruesome Encounter, which was released in November of 2019. Here it is. This is Beheaded by Berryman right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Your journey ends here. everybody once again chained to the dead check them out on facebook and on Bandcamp. now it is time to talk about all the singles that came out this week and there's a lot i mean there's a lot but right now in the covers department a couple of the covers i want to talk about one is by a band called moon tooth originally they released in a live acoustic set that was available on vinyl but it wasn't the whole entire set 
Now the band has released the whole entire set on Spotify for bands to listen to, and one of the singles you need to check out on that is their cover of Fiona Apple's Fast As You Can. It is incredible. It's actually, it works. Uh, They also do a cover of Black Sabbath's Changes. That's also on there, but Fast As You Can by Moontooth. I'll provide the link on the on the on the blog page. Don't worry. Uh, the other one is Abysmal Dawn. They do a cover of Candlemass's Bewitched. Definitely check that out. It is just as badass. Uh, but the other now we're gonna go to the singles of the week, right? Actual new songs. So we did the covers department. Now it's on to the singles. And one of the first ones I want to talk about is definitely not D. Snyder and Lizzie Hale's new Christmas song because. I'm just not ready for Christmas, and I'm not a fan of Christmas music, sorry. But the first one is one that you may not expect because it's not a super group because none of these guys have ever been in bands before, but their famous fathers have, right? So here it is, this brand-new band called Suspect 208. Now, you may not know the band yet, but you will because the band features frontman Noah Weiland, Obviously, the son of the late Scott Weiland of STP, drummer London Hudson, who's the son of Slash from Guns N' Roses, and Ty Trujillo, who is the 16-year-old bass player, who is the son of Robert Trujillo of Metallica. And you may remember Ty actually got the gig of a lifetime working for Korn when he had to fill in for Fieldy. That's pretty badass. But anyways, the band has a brand new single out called Long Awaited. It is pretty badass. And... Noah does such an amazing job channeling his dad. It is it is just eerie, but it's great. So check them out. Suspect 208, the song Long Awaited. I'll post a link. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is obviously one that I think is probably the best of the week. Now, Machine Head is a band that has gone through several members. They've gone through their trials and tribulations. They've released some epic music in the past. And that's what it's all about, right? So the band promised they were going to release a new single, and they did so called My Hands Are Empty. The song is just absolutely badass. It's very melodic when it needs to be and very heavy when it needs to be. It is a machine head song all the way, as long as you can get past all the woe parts, because there's a lot of woes. Whoa, whoa. I can't do it, obviously. I'm not a singer. But anyways, check out Machine Head's My Hands Are Empty it is absolutely amazing. And that is all for the this week's Singles of the Week. There are a lot of singles. I mean, let me tell you, I could look and look and look and tell you that there's singles like Clutch Recruits Lamb of God's Randall Blith for a new version of Pass, Passive Restraints. There's a new Love and Death. Obviously, you guys remember that's Head from Corn. That's his other project. They have a new song called Down. Uh, Pop Evil has a new song called Breathe Again. Uh, Deeds of Flesh have Ethereal Ancestors. Uh... Ben Wyman, you may remember from the Dillinger Escape Plan, has a new song called Fracas. Uh, Morgan Rose of Seven Dust has a solo single called The Answer. And Tribulation drops their badass new gloomy new song, Leviathans. That is also out there. Uh, Black Veil Brides have a new song, so on and so forth. There are a lot of songs released this week. But check those ones out for sure. And I will see you guys all next time right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Ah! <sighs>